0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, I'm so excited to be here with Cameron Wagoner, a pitcher in the Brewers organization. Cameron, how's it going, bro?
1: I'm doing amazing. How are you doing today?
0: Man, I can't complain. Um, Where where are you at right now? What state are you in?
1: We're in Michigan.
0: Okay, okay. So you're in the Midwest as well right now. Okay. So I was going to say, we just got like six, seven, eight inches of snow yesterday. Um, So I'm excited to head out to spring training for a little bit to kind of get away from this weather.
1: Oh, you see that. That was the one nice thing is when I was in Australia, like it was like 75 degrees to like 90 degrees, mm-hmm. sunny every day. So I was just like, oh, this is going to be nice. And then once I got off the plane in Michigan, I was like, dude, there's snow. Like, what What's going on here? I kind of forgot about everything that goes on in the US. So I was just like, oh, like, it's going to be 75 when I get home. Yeah. And then little to no, that little short sleeve I was wearing didn't really pay off in the end.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about the. How was Australia? Obviously, you get to go, go out there and pitch. I mean, it's a whole new experience. I'm assuming you hadn't traveled to Australia before, but how was that whole oh, experience, yeah. dude?
1: It was, honestly, it might have been the greatest baseball experience I've ever had. Just because, like, you kind of get out there, you don't really know what you're getting into. And, like, thankfully, they give us a rental car so we can go on an adventure on our own. But just being able to, like, for me, like, I'd never really been on the beach. I'd never gone swimming in the ocean, let alone, like, I might have oh, wow. gone once for an elite in a lake so being able to like go and see the ocean the australian guys like there's a i think there was four or five from just my team alone that are playing for team australia yeah and just being able to like learn from them just like kind of like learn how to like relax like a couple of them there was one guy like samuel holland who's like one of the he's like a kind of like a submarine pitcher for team australia and his like big thing is like the mental part of the game and being able to learn from like a lot of guys like that who have like, they've been through it. I mean, I think he he's 30 plus and being able to learn from somebody that's almost 10 years older than you just on a day to day basis, kind of like learn how to like have fun with the game and not just think of it as like a business opportunity. Really? Like it kind of like, it changes your mindset from like, Oh, like we're just going to try and get some money to, yeah, let's just try and play this game for as long as we can. And, find like find the joy within the game rather than like just try and find money
0: yeah and the mental side of baseball is so important and i always ask everybody i have on here like how do you deal with the mental side because baseball you have ups you have downs there's injuries like you never know what's going to happen you can't always live on the highs and can't always live on the lows uh what do you do personally or what has worked for you to stay like mentally like strong or focused on the game
1: honestly it was uh i've normally been just like a and like, those are still the ball kind of guy. And it actually happened in Australia. It was a funny story. We were, um we were in a coffee shop with Sammy Holland and like my buddy, Carter Hope was just, he was just coloring in like this Spider-Man picture. And I was like, Oh, like that's kind of funny. Like coloring's kind of like, it's a little bit relaxing. Yeah. And Sammy goes like, Hey, yeah, man. Like, and like, that might be something you want to try before you start. Like hmm. just a way to like distract the mind before you start pitching. And it was kind of funny because then, like, after that, I was like, oh, I'm just going to – I'm going to bring my – I'm going to go and grab one of these Spider-Man pictures. I'm going to color it before the start, and we're just going to see what happens. And right after that, like, after I had started throwing, I was like, this is life-changing. Like Wow. I don't – honestly, like, I wasn't thinking about baseball because you're there for, like – you're at the field for, like, two to three hours. And when I have, like – I have, like, this straight music block where – like, it'll be like an hour 24. I think it's hour 24 exactly where like, I don't talk to people, but I was like, I don't know what to do during that block. And for an hour of it, I was just like, okay, you know, we're just going to go buy a coloring book and we're just going to color. Like literally you'll see me, like I'll be sitting there punched over on a table and I'll just be coloring in like random pictures. And for me, that was like more of like Before, like, a start, I'll get, like, really bad anxiety because I'll just start, like, thinking about it, and that's the only thing that I think about, to now where, like, I'll just distract myself. Like, I'll be like, oh, like, let's read a book, let's color in something, like, something, like, childish, where you're just, like, you're just relaxing, like, you lose track of time during it. And you're just like, oh, like we'll just open up the creative side of the mind. where like, you color outside the lines. Like I'll never forget it. I was like, I colored outside the lines like twice. And I was like, hey, you know, like that's okay. Yeah. The color, the picture's still good. And I like took a break, and I was like, you know, like that's kind of like baseball. Like if you like miss outside the zone, that's okay. You still have another chance for the rest of the game to just start throwing strikes. Like it's yeah. not as complicated as it can be but it's so simple that you can overcomplicate it in a split second and then just if you do that then it can be an absolute train wreck
0: yeah do you think that's something you're going to keep doing moving forward because i've never heard of that and that's actually a really interesting concept just kind of relaxing coloring because they do make a, adult coloring books it's not like a, a childish oh, yeah. thing anymore it's actually a thing that people do to kind of de-stress is that something you're going to keep doing kind of moving forward until it doesn't work anymore
1: oh yeah that's like that's one of the biggest things like i was like Uh, Jeremy Atkinson, one of my buddies, I don't know, out in Australia, actually, like, I was talking about, like, oh, like, you know, like, I'll have to buy some coloring books when I'm back at home. And he was like, oh, don't worry. And he came back the next day and had, like, brought me four coloring books, just all different sorts of things. I went to the bookstore and I was like, you know, like, I need to find something that's really fun. And I, like, found this what if book where it's there. Oh, sorry for the dog. I I can't even hear it. It's all good. Oh, but, um, yeah, it's like a I found like this book, it's like a what if book where it's there's this scientist who has his own website where he'll have like his like people that like his viewers just like enter in random questions and mm. one of them I'll never forget it was like it was like what ha- what would happen if you threw a ball at the speed of light? Oh. And he'll like scientifically break every single thing down and it was like in the end it was pretty much like it would level like a city block. You know, it's just kinda like, oh, okay. Like yeah. I would never thought about that, but like just find them like things where you just like it distracts yourself, but at the same time you're like, oh well I never would have thought about that. Just to me at least it opens up my brain a little bit from like being like so like shortcut, just mm-hmm. like you need to do this, this, and this. Like the oh, like let's have a little bit of fun, but at the same time like, let's let's at least make it beneficial, let's learn something, let's make it fun. Like it's it's kind of like what like my mom's a second grade teacher, like you just got to make it you make it fun, but at the same time resourceful where you're not just going to be doing the same thing every single day.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And that's that's cool that you can have that that experience, even from like a teacher's point of view, because I actually taught second grade for two years. Really? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. In California, um, right out of college, I was a second grade teacher for a couple of years. Um, Loved it. Loved it. Um, Australia, you go there, you're three and one, three, two, six ERA. Brewer fans are looking at that. They're just drooling over you now. Um, what did you. <laughs> and I, I've seen Twitter, man. I'm like, I was just kind of typing in your name and I see all these things that are popping up. I'm like, all right, people are kind of, you know, national writers, local writers, you know, your name is kind of out there now. Um, what is maybe one thing you learned in Australia that you can use when you come back here to pitch?
1: Honestly, I kind of. I went out to Australia and I hadn't like I, my pitching coach in college left like after my sophomore year at college. Cause I had COVID my freshman year hmm. and I was kind of like, just like left in the dust where I was just like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to learn. I was honestly, I cannot think, uh, I don't know if you know, you don't know Mac Jenkins, but I know you remember when the nationals won the world series, right? Yeah. 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 Like he was their pitching coach when they won the world series. And I was playing in the, uh, Appalachian League, which I'm pretty sure used to be a minor league team
0: mm-hmm. or it was minor league league. Might have been like a rookie and ball or something was, like, or LA? Yeah,
1: I'm pretty sure it was rookie ball. Like I know Trevor Bauer and a couple like big names played there, mm-hmm. at least in my stadium. I was in like Tusculum. It's like a small town in Tennessee or Greenville, but this the college was Tusculum. But I mean, it was that was like I kind of like went out there and I'll never forget it. Like I was just throwing a normal bullpen and my coach kind of like, oh, like have you ever thrown a slider? I was like, no, like, I'm curveball, fastball, can't throw a changeup because it'll go, like, into the backstop. And he was like, oh, yeah. He's like, here, let's throw a slider. And the next day, went on the mound and struck, like, I th- I'm pretty sure it was, like, 11 of the 12 guys I faced Jeez. out. Like, it was the most incredible start I ever had in my life. And I was like, okay, like, I have something right here that, like, it'll yeah. work in the future. And I kind of I took that into Australia and just kept throwing it throwing it and out of nowhere they were kind of like hey like let's bang the curveball and i was kind of like okay you know like i got drafted out of high school for like a good curveball why would we do that and he was kind of like hey you're like your arm slot's pretty low let's like add a sweeping slider and i was like so i'm gonna have two sliders and he's like yeah he's like why not he's like it'll look cool and like my biggest thing is like if i'm more of like the because i wear glasses when i pitch i can't really tell that much like what the movement of the pitch is so I was like, "Oh, is it gonna move a lot?" And he's like, "It's gonna move a lot." And then I threw it, and he was like, "He's like, you're a natural at that. Like, that's exactly what you want to do. All you got to do is throw it for a strike." And I was like, "Oh, that shouldn't be that hard." So my coach Michael O'Neill was—he's uh, the Carolina pitching coach this year, actually—and mm-hmm. I was thankful enough. He's like, "All right, let's break it down." Like. Week by week, what's our goal going to be? And the first time I threw it for a strike in a pen, went out to the next game, of course, threw it for a ball like five times. And I was like, dude,
0: naturally, this thing moves too
1: much. I I was like, I don't know how to throw this for a strike. It moves too much. And he was like, all right, well, let's break it down. Like, you got five weeks till spring training. So you got five weeks until you got to throw this thing for a strike. So you got five weeks to learn. It's Mm -hmm. like, so every outing, let's just try and build on it. And then, of course, the next outing, I will never forget it. It was, I was started getting, I got like two absolute nukes hit off of me, like no doubters. The first one I was, the Aussie guys loved it because I looked at it and then pointed it up and then I looked at the ball and went, oh.
0: You like, you pointed it up because you thought it was like a pop-up?
1: I thought it was a little pop-up and then I didn't realize the guy squared it up and that ball, I like they had like a little glass tower in left field and it hit off like the set, second panel of glass and I was like, oh no. But like after that, I think I might have thrown like five fastballs and it was just all sweeping sliders and sliders. And for me, I was like, okay, you know, like I would love to use the fastball more. But if I'm going to try and like be fastball heavy and I'm going to have that happen, I'd love to take the rest of the game and just use that to use my off speed. Mm -hmm. And using the off speed for it honestly grew it so much to where I went from no confidence in the pitch to like now I'm like, throwing in catch play, and I'm like, okay, like, I got this. Easy money. Yeah. This is going to be a strike. When I want it to be, it'll be a ball. When I don't want it to be, like, like the confidence in the command, because I think that's the hardest thing to, like, add as a, like a new pitch, is just the confidence mm-hmm. in yourself that you can throw up for a strike.
0: So you're going to come back here then to hopefully Appleton, like, even bigger, badder than ever. Like, you're just going to be confident. Like, the uh, everything that we saw last year was just going to be even better then. Oh yeah, that's sick.
1: Yeah, that that's like that's what I've been most hyped for is just like being able to throw in the U.S. again. Like it's gonna be a little bit cold at the beginning of the season, it's like normal. Be I'm not gonna be throwing at 75 yeah. degrees. But also, like that was that was the one thing I it was weird from all the other guys in high school that I played with was when I played in high school I would like if it was like a 35 40 degree game I was like, oh you know like let me rub some like Biofreeze on my arm it'll make me colder. <laughs> I was like, hey, on the bright side, after the game, I don't have to ice my arm anymore. It's just going to be already iced from the air. So I was like, yeah, we'll yeah. be fine. Like, you can just warm back up. It's hard to, like, start it. But then once you're warm, you're warm. Like, you just can't stop moving. So I just, you always, like, see me on the dugout. I'm not the guy that, like, sits in this corner and has to, like, focus. Like, I'll be, like, walking the dugout, be all happy, and then be right there on, like, the front edge. Just like, all right, let's go. Like, score a few runs. You score a few runs, then, like, I'm ready. Right then, yeah. I'm like... Okay, let's go. If the, if like my starting catcher's not out there, I'm not like the guy who's gonna throw a fit and be like, oh, like I need my catcher there now. Like I'll go fiddle with the mound. I don't really, I'm not a picky guy. I kind of just like go with the flow when I'm out there. But yeah, just just like adding. This has been a big like mental building year sure. this year for me.
0: Yeah, and this is kind of random thought here. Maybe just my dumb non-baseball brain. But um, how do you balance like the development versus um competition? Because you want to compete, you want to do well, but at the same time you want to develop. Um, yeah. and did the brewers have you work on anything specific? You talked about, you know, your different pitches, but was there anything that they told you, like, hey, we want you to work on this specifically during your time in Australia?
1: Honestly, I think I think the biggest thing for me was just learning that secondary Mm -hmm. off-pitch, off-speed pitch. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I have, like, a halfway decent change-up. It's not like I'll throw it, like, once to twice a game. Like, it's not, like, a big-time, like, that's – it's not a Devin Williams change-up or anything like that, you know? But, like, I have, like, a slider that does me really good. We kind of, like – we straight off. I started throwing a sinker, and they're like, hey, like, let's throw a one-seam. And I was like, hey, whatever you guys told me to do, I'm going to do it because, like, I'm not – there's no reason for me to try and fight anything yeah. with anybody that knows way more than me. Yeah. But it was kind of like, let's learn like two more pitches out there. Like let's give you a real curve ball. And then we kind of like, we try like the knuckle curve and oh. like the Max Bazar knuckle curve where I put, he was one of them that was with me in Australia. And I was just like, dude, I wish I could throw that. Like, I was just like that thing's sweet and you can throw for a strike so many times. And I kind of like looked at my arm angle and I was like, Oh, like I'm almost sidearm now. Like I can't do that anymore. Yeah. but it was more of like let's learn like a couple pitches make you into a true starter where like rather than fastball slider change up you can be like all right like you got a five pitch mix now four of them is a consistent strike change up's like iffy iffy i'll mm-hmm. just throw it in there because it moves it's just like the it's not always in the zone i'm not gonna i'll never like be like oh it's a good pitch because yeah. it's a good pitch to move but it's just a, it's a different look for the hitter.
0: Yeah, switched up a little bit. Um you mentioned they give you yeah. a car and stuff in uh in Australia. What is maybe one experience that you had there that like you could never have here. Obviously there's a ton of those in, in Australia, but maybe was, what what well, is maybe one of your most favorite experiences that you've had in Australia like off the field.
1: I'll never forget honestly, it was Christmas day we went out. We went out Christmas Eve to like the beach, and like it was pretty empty. And we're like, okay, we're gonna go Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, and we had rented out or the guys had rented out an Airbnb. And I was like, oh, like nope, there's no way anybody's gonna be on the beach this day. Like, there's no way. And we walk out on the beach; it's completely packed. And we're bringing like this little soccer ball with us because we've been playing like, you're like you know, hacky sack, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, we've been playing like hacky sack. We've been using a like a real soccer ball. And I honestly I hadn't realized that on Christmas Eve I had gotten sunburnt because I didn't I've never been in Michigan I never knew that you had to reapply sunscreen. So you had me out there I was burnt to a crisp my foot was burnt I'd been we'd been playing soccer for like last three days yeah and I was out there we're juggling the ball like for like two three hours and at the end we're like oh let's play a pickup soccer game and the sun goes down and all of a sudden the sunburn just starts to kick in and i was just oh.
0: like
1: i was like okay i can power through this and then i <laughs> fall on the ground one time just like miss the like
0: mm-hmm.
1: Cinderella kick behind like just almost a backflip and i was like okay i was like i'm done like this hurts i can't do this anymore <laughs> but like that's like that's one story i'm gonna tell my kids just yeah. like, how how cool the beaches are there how like relaxed everybody is there's not like the like typical like you get road rage and everything it's kind of like the okay like we're all going to the same place we're going to the beach we're gonna go to the beach we're gonna read a book we're just gonna like sit there and sit under the sun and just relax i mean like that's the most that's one of the most peaceful places i've ever been in my life honestly it's
0: awesome what about the food like i'm always curious about food like what was there anything that you ate there that you've never had before like i don't even know what they eat there if i'm being honest but like was there something unique they eat honestly kind of the same food
1: Mm -hmm. but like, our owner took us out. We got, it was the day that we left, actually, and he got us crab or head crab or lobster, and he got us crab and lobster both, like, big monster platter. Oh, nice. And I was like, I was like, I don't know how I feel about this, because most, like, fish, anything that's not, like, a white fish, like, I like I might have, like, a bad reaction, too. I might, like, have an upset stomach. And I was like, dude, I got a 14-hour plane ride. I don't know how <laughs> I feel about this. And uh, James Meeker, he uh, threw in, wisconsin last year actually he was my roommate in australia and he was oh, like, nice all right he's like you don't have to have a lot of this but you have to try it. Yeah. and i was like okay you know like i'll try it a little bit and i was like this is kind of a weird texture but i like the taste yeah. so he's like you got normally you eat with butter you don't just eat it straight up but it's like yeah He's like this is this is something you want to try again in the u.s and the most interesting thing over there was you can get sushi anywhere you want to go oh nice Like you, like we lived in a Chermside and we had a Chermside mall right next to us. And you walk to the mall and get four rolls of sushi for like $14 Australian dollars. And I was like, oh, I was like, dude, this is the cheapest thing ever. If I want to do this in Michigan, like that's like a $30. Oh, yeah. Like I'm eating food, but you're getting like good food everywhere you go. Like they're not big on the, uh, the processed food over there. Like that's more of like the whole food. Everything's a little bit healthier. Oh, wow. Like, they're like, they look more for like the health aspects of things where, like, we're kind of like you know, the opposite. I'm like, I like, I like, I like, we were eating like healthy pizza over there, and I came back here and I was like, I need, I need a pizza with some grease on it. Like, I gotta, I gotta see the grease. I gotta yeah. know, I gotta know where this thing's been.
0: That's awesome. Um, let's get a little bit into your background and growing up and stuff. Um, you were the, uh, the number four overall prospect in high school in Michigan. Um, so, you were obviously, pretty decent what what point in your high school career did you realize like all right i might be a little bit better than the rest of the the average you know talent here Um, i might be a little nasty pro ball is in my future maybe some college ball like at what point did you realize you had a future in baseball
1: honestly it would be um just for college ball it'd be my sophomore year of high school Like, i threw 86 at some like prep baseball report event and i was like i overheard my like my, my school ball coach me like oh he threw 86 and i was like is that a big deal i was like i don't know In i don't Midwest know what nowadays. yeah and um and then going into my senior year like i threw 93 at a Rockies event and i was like oh i was like i might have a chance and i kind of got back with my summer ball coach and he was like if you really want to go pro he's like Let's try and strive it this year. And every, literally, every single day after school, I would drive an hour 20, go and train. I'd sit in my car, literally, I had this little Ford 500. I would sit in my car for two to three hours and do my homework. And then I'd get out of the car to go to practice. And then I'd make the hour 20 drive home. Wow. And I was, all right, like, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it. Like, we're not going to do it wrong. We're not going to try and, like, go to somebody else. This is the guy that knows his stuff. Like, let's keep going to him. And out of high school, it ended up paying off. Like, I went to, like, the Super 60 event. I think I threw, I topped, like, 94, 95 then. And I was like, I was like, that's the hardest. Yeah. I was like, that's kind of sweet. And I'm there, yeah, I threw a change up there. And I, I might have thrown it 40 feet at most. And I had, like, 50 scouts start giggling. And I was like, oh. I was like, oh, okay. I'm not trying to be, like, show that I'm embarrassed. But I was like, oh. Yeah. Nice to know you. All oh, you guys saw that too.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and, they, they watch yeah. everything.
1: Oh, they don't miss a single thing. They got your spin rate, your velocity, your freaking maybe your foot angle. I don't mm-hmm. know anymore.
0: Yeah, but, I was um, at a, I was at a col at a. There's a local. I mean, you, you heard of the northwest Northwoods League, right? It's the yeah yeah. So there's a, in Wisconsin. There's a very small um, dairyland league or something. It's like almost like a feeder league for the um, that the Northwoods League. And there was this one high school guy throwing, and there's so many scouts there. He literally went there just to showcase for a, a game. And, like, I heard – it's funny hearing, like, all the scouts talking, like, oh, yeah, well, his dad's this and his mom's that. Or I thought to his dad. Dad's a big guy. And they're just talk, char- characterizing the dad and then basing, like, the future projectin- projections of the kid based on, like, oh, yeah. conversations with the parents. And I'm like, this is insane, like, all that the scouts think about when they're, like, evaluating these different kids and stuff.
1: Oh, it's insane. It was it was honestly having those conversations in high school because like I got drafted by the uh, the Rangers out of high school in like the twenty second round, and having those conversations where they're like, oh like oh like how tall is your mom? And I was like five two, and she, they're like oh like how tall is your, your dad? And I was like six foot. Like oh, do you have any college athletes like in the background? And I was like, no. It's like I have a brother who's like an engineer. Yeah. And they're kind of like, oh, it's kind of weird. And I was like. And just having that conversation like, oh, like, why is this kid like six four, six five, 6'5", and right. like, throw hard No, Dude, I don't have an answer for you. Like, I have coaches that will give you an answer, but I'm just kind of here to have some fun and throw the ball hard, you know?
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And like I said, and also you get drafted again, and um, by the Brewers this time, better team, my opinion, no big deal. Um, <laughs> no, <you're not laughs> and a higher draft pick, too, I believe. And uh, how was your experience in the minors? Because you get drafted, you go right to rookie ball, you dominate rookie ball. They send you to low A where you also do well. And like I said, I just sh- scrolling on Twitter, man, Brewers fans are just uh, uh, gassing you up and, you know, rightfully so and stuff like that. But uh, what was your experience in the minor leagues?
1: Honestly, it was second to none. Like nice. I kind of going there, I was freaking out like i was like i don't know what's gonna happen i feel like i'm gonna get yelled at the second i get down there for something like it's kind of weird going to like just straight baseball as like Mm -hmm. a job to rather than like baseball in school and i'll never forget like i had tyler worley as my roommate and he's from ohio and i was like oh i wonder who my roommate's gonna be and i see like these two guys in my room and one's um reese and i was just like he's one of our free agent high school picks and i was just like are you both my roommates and he was like, oh, Tyler goes like, oh, no, man, like I'm your roommate. And I was just like talking it up with him. And I was like, oh, it's like everything's going to be fine. And You got kind of like you get into the facilities and you're just like, nobody's got it out for you. Everybody's mm-hmm. like here. Like, yeah, some guys like might be a little bit more selfish than others, but I never had that experience. And it was kind of like just every guy's kind of like, hey, you do good. Like, keep it up. Tell me what you did to like throw well that out in Like, yeah. Positive reinforcement. I had Josh Spence as my bullpen coach, which I was very thankful for because him being from Australia also helped me a lot it, for Australia. But just kind of like having like a very good support system with you and being – I mean, I wasn't in the minus for very long mm-hmm. because I mean, being a draft pick,
0: but right, right.
1: from all the coaches that I've met with, with Michael O'Neill and I had Drew and Carolina as well, like it was very, very like – Hey, let's figure out how to make you the best player that we possibly that you can be. Like, mm-hmm. we're not gonna fret around it if you're not gonna be good enough for us. Like, if you're not gonna be our guy, then why wouldn't we try and like trade you and get another yeah. person? Like, like let's make you. Let's like, let's like it's kind of like let's get you the highest you can be fast mm-hmm. as possible.
0: For sure. Did you play with Nate? I'm, I'm assuming you did. Nate Peterson. Yeah. He drafted. Yeah. I think eighth round. He was on. I just had him on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Super cool guy.
1: Oh yeah. Is an amazing guy. I kind of I, I didn't get to talk with him a lot because I was kind of like due to me not throwing a lot of innings in college this year with sure. me not playing. Like I got kind of like it was like a okay if you're gonna throw like you're gonna throw like there's no gonna be shortcutting it with a lot of the guys like mm-hmm. in my class they were kind of like oh like let's lay you back a little bit with me it was more of like all right you're at the four inning mark you're gonna go to Carolina you're gonna keep throwing like we're not gonna like like little foot around it like mm-hmm. it's just let's go right now we'll make you now like yeah just keep going we'll see everything that you got just keep showing it and honestly in my opinion i was like all right you know like season ended and i was like on the bright side like i think i put a good note up there for myself where yeah. like i kind of put my name on the board for at least if i get to have somebody important on my side like that's all that matters in my opinion just keep trying to like make more notice of myself and all that stuff
0: yeah, no, for sure. Um, while you were in Carolina, did you go? Or I guess you weren't there for very many games and stuff. But like, did you travel at all and like get to experience the minor league travel, the minor league hotels and stuff like that?
1: Oh yeah. Well, I got I got very lucky. Like uh, the first one, we went to Kannapolis, and I had oh, cameras. I had Vargas with me, and I remember taking him with me from rookie ball, and he went back to Carolina, and he was traveling with me. And we were roommates for the first time. Our first time we were there in Kanaplis, and we went back home. And I was like, "This is kind of weird." Oh, sorry. <clears throat> and um, we went back to like, oh, I kind of, I can't. Back to the Mudcat Stadium. Yeah. And like our last trip, I'll never forget it. I, I know you know Jacob Mrs. Rousey, yeah. of course, because that kid's an absolute animal. And he was my roommate for our our last series in Myrtle Beach, and this poor i felt terrible because i'd never seen the ocean before
0: oh wow and
1: okay. he was he would be going to bed at like 9 30 10 o'clock and i would probably be out there i mean i have to talk to the fiance of course because that's a necessity like yeah. you, can't, you can't step away from the lady and i was just i'd be talking to her and it might be like 11 to 12 at night and i the first day i saw it like i was just looking across the ocean and all of a sudden you just see this like big John Deere tractor go around, like scraping the beach. And I was like, this might be the most relaxing place ever. Like, it's a little bit, ra- like a little bit rainy out there. And I was kind of like, this is cool. I was like, I kind of like told her, I was like, hang on, I'll call you back in a few minutes and just kind of like took it all on yeah. for a second. I was like, this is very, I was like, I can't tell anybody how lucky enough that I am. To be able to now travel the world, but just be able to travel the country from when I wasn't able to do that to now I kind of like, a lot of people take it for granted where you're like, you're traveling, yeah. like, Oh, I got traveling now I'm kind of like, Oh, like, you know, like I'm traveling, but it's not a bad thing. Like it's yeah. a very good thing. There are stories I'm going to be able to tell for like the rest of my life where they're like, Oh, like, I can tell you how Myrtle beach was. If you want to mm-hmm. go there, I can tell you all these other places. Who yeah.
0: was, who was <laughs> one guy on the, on the brewers in the, in low a, or yeah, low a, or, uh, who was maybe just absolutely like hounded by like the autograph people.
1: I mean, I had Eric Brown and Robert Moore with me, so. <laughs> That's
0: true. Like uh, you, you mean, got like security the just to get out of there?
1: With... Oh, yeah. Like, I'd be, I would be sitting there, and, like, I'd have one person asking for my autograph, and I was like, oh. I was like, I feel honored, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. And then you'd, you'd have them just, like, do-do-do right by you, and you got, like, 30, 40 people, and they're like, oh, like, hey, can I get your autograph? Can I get your autograph? <laughs> and they're just kind of like. Oh yeah and then you have Miserautti walking right behind him like after he throws a bullpen and everyone's just like in awe as the kids like sitting like 97 in a yeah. bullpen and I was like mm. I was like dude you're throwing like this you're you're like 80% is what I top at I was like that's not right I was like that's crazy it's I in my brain it just can't like understand it
0: but Yeah
1: those were easily like the three guys that were just kind of like hounded like everybody knew them I had one guy before an outing who was like, hey, I'm really excited to see you throw. And I was like, hey, man. I was like, thank you. And I I like went like four shutout. And he was like, hey, you did a great job. And I was like, "Like, thank you. Like, that's amazing. I signed a little bat for him. And then yeah. after the game, it was like 40 people again. And I was like, dude. <laughs> it was like, people don't understand like how crazy it is when you kind of like get done with the game when you first get down there after like, I went three years of college with no autograph. And then out of nowhere, just people are just like, Hey, like, can you sign this for me? Can you sign this? And I was like, I don't, like you don't know what to say. I was like, yeah, it's an honor, honestly. Yeah.
0: And it's just beginning. It was, like you said, you were in low A for a couple of weeks, if that. Um, and so once you uh, kind of start your full season of Mining Ball, you're going to experience the travel, the food, the hotels that are not the nicest. Um, and we'll have to get you back on. Like I said, we're doing this in person as soon as you're here in Milwaukee or Appleton. Uh, we'll have to do this in person, you know. Uh, so we can have a little bit longer conversation than what we're doing here now. But, um, and talk about all your, your experiences that you're going to go through. But um, when you're not pitching and you're not working out, what do you do for fun? Are you a, are you a golf guy? Cause there's a lot of golfers in baseball. Um, you're Whoa. a cod guy, Fortnite. Like what do you do for fun?
1: Honestly, I, I'm a really big golf guy, but I never want to pay the, the <laughs> sorry, the, uh, the shipping for my golf club. So I'm just kind of like, eh. <laughs> I'll just uh, – I have a little Nintendo Switch with me. Oh, nice. And we bring it with us everywhere, and we play uh, – we're big. Like, you get a bunch of, like, ultra-competitive guys, like, uh, you know, Logan Henderson.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I'll have him, and we'll have two to three other guys with us, and we'll play either Switch Sports, or we'll play, like, the most competitive Mario Kart you have ever seen in your life. Yeah. Like, I was there for Instructs this year we would play that for two to three hours every single night or we'd go downstairs and play pool. Yeah. And if you get like a bunch of like ultra competitive guys, like of course we have to be, mm-hmm. it's kind of like the, like we don't accept the losing part. So it's kind of like, okay, if I lost, like we got to play again. Like we're playing like 30, 30 races. And we're just like, you get to like midnight. You're, like, all right, we got to tone it down. We got to get up like at six or seven in the morning tomorrow. Like let's go to bed guys. And everyone's like, Oh, fine. You got like a tally going. You have like the winners and the losers, and yeah, like that's like our big thing. And then I get, I get a little bit into like Pokemon and everything. Yeah, like I'll play a little bit, but I kind of like straight off when I was in Australia because I just didn't have enough for, time for it. Mm-hmm. But main games is like Switch Sports, Mario Kart, and then uh, Mario Golf as well because you get a little golf swing in there mm-hmm. for simulated golf and makes it a little bit fun.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. We'll have to golf sometime. I don't, I don't golf. Like I'm, I'm more like the, uh, um, the locker room guy when it comes to golf, like I'll hype up the boys, but like, I'm not gonna, (laughs) I'm not gonna even pretend that I'm good at it. Uh, so if here, if you're here in Wisconsin, man, we'll have to go sometime. Oh yeah. That'd be amazing. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Well, Hey, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast, man. I do appreciate you taking your time. Um, and like I said, we'll do this again in person. Hopefully you have an awesome spring training. When do you head out to, uh, Arizona?
1: I head out next Wednesday now.
0: Okay. That's crazy. It's coming up. This whole thing was so fast. Like, I just feel like the world series ended like a week ago and now we're already spring training. Uh, I'm going to Florida in two weeks. I mean, I wish it was Arizona, but uh, the way everything kind of going now, I'm going to Arizona or I'm going to Florida for a couple of days for spring training there. Catch some of the guys I know out there, but uh, yeah, man, I'm excited to see what happens, man. I'm, to, I'm buying early on your stock, right? This is, I'm buying early on the Cameron stock and we'll see what happens, bro. Oh,
1: Thank you very much. and I can't wait to see you in person.
0: Yeah, awesome. absolutely, man. You have a great rest of your day.
1: Thank you very much. You as well.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.